You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since I always won Best Dressed for Spirit Week. And JB barely participated. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I am the aforementioned JB Wagner. And on today's episode, we cheer for USA, USA, USA. As we review the great film, the classic film, Miracle. But first, Eddie, we're not here to talk first about USA. We're here to talk about your family. What's going on, man? Um, well, our daughter Eileen is um she goes through these waves of like the long good night, you know, the long process to go oh, to bed. Yes. You might be and able to hear some of that in the background of my <laughs> microphone right now. The I mean, a few months ago, the phase was it was awful. Um, it, you would have thought we were exercising a demon from her just to get her to go to bed. Um, called fun and yeah, the, the and then, demon of fun. And then things went like smooth for a while. It was like really good. We kind of had a rhythm, like here's your water, here's your passy, here's your blanket, here's a hug, here's the song, da, 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 you know, all these things that you have to do. Now there's these long drawn out that has started over the past couple of weeks, but they're super sweet and cuddly. Mm-hmm. And like she's she's figured out my weakness. And Sarah does not like doing this. Sarah's like, no, go to bed, go to bed. And I am like, you know, daughters and dads, she will put her little arms around my neck and just squeeze. And yep, she'll go the little squeeze. Oh, and she'll go, I love you, daddy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I melted. And she won't let go. And you know what? I don't make her let go. I will sit there. Well, she's laying in bed and I'm like leaning over and hugging her and I will do it for a long time. And Sarah will be like, that is such a long goodbye. Like, just put her to bed. Just put her to bed. And I mean, with the boys, I'm like that. I'm like, go to bed. But her, it's like, you know what? If that's if she wants to hug my neck for like five minutes, I'm okay with that. I'm just going (laughs) to soak it in and enjoy it right now. So I had that tonight, put her to bed, and she just like puts her little arms around me. She's like, I love you, daddy. I'm like, I love you too. And I just don't let go. It's hard to say no. Well, and it's funny that she she figured it out. Like that response doesn't get me what I want. But this response does. This response gets it closer. Yeah. But enough about me and my incredibly cute and adorable daughter that everybody wants to hear a dad gush on. I think we've got some Disney news to get to. We do. I just want to start with it, it counts as Disney movie news because it's featuring Josh Gad. It was so good. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how you felt getting this come across your Instagram or your YouTube or wherever you found it of Josh Gad leading a jungle cruise. I like I I love some good Josh Gad um disney crossover because he is like a true disney nerd fan um and so as soon as i saw like i I don't even know what it was for it's not like i don't think it's like promoting a video or whatever it's just like hey you happen to be in disneyland let's film you being the jungle cruise skipper i'm like this did he just happen to be there or was this planned because i know he opens it up with i'm a 42 year old man 
buy myself a Disney, but anyways. He, I mean, he does a lot for Disney. I mean, he is a Disney legend now. Um, maybe this was a part of his contract to come back for uh, Frozen 3. Mm. Which means Adina Menzel's going to get another documentary. No. Just no. <laughs> I've watched oh. one too many. But it was... It was a fun video. I really enjoyed this. It's exactly it was what I wanted. He does all yeah. the all the different jokes that you expect. He does the classic jokes. He had a couple of like unique ones to himself, not too many, but it was it was straight down the line. It was good. The reason I knew it wasn't he just happened to be there was because they had a full outfit for him ready to yeah. go. I think he even had maybe like a glasses change or something like that. It was like, okay, yes, this was actually planned. With all with all the things, um, but no, this is the kind of content that we should come across and be and lovingly and and this is the stuff we need. This is the content we need. I'm not gonna lie. So we re we recently rewatched Jungle Cruise the movie. Yep. And there was a little part of me after watching this where I'm like, I kind of wish we would have gotten a Josh Gad skipper and not a Dwayne Johnson. Would have been a little bit different story. A little bit different story. Yeah. Maybe we should review Jungle Cruise sometime, but... Yeah, we never did. I don't think we ever really touched it. Well, because it came out before we... Like, right before we started this. Did it really? Like, just before. Huh. Okay. For some other reason, I thought it came out during, and we just, like, were preoccupied by other things. I don't think so. I just want... Uh, the flavor of what you get in that two minute Josh Gad video. I just wanted more of that in the jungle cruise movie. I felt like the jungle cruise movie was just like pirates of the Caribbean part six or whatever number. We're on. <laughs> like you're just, it's you're seven, just trying but... too hard to be, you know, in the pirates vein, like go, go be jungle cruise. Well, but pirates is exactly what they were that's what the 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 formula was. Let's do Jungle Cruise, but it's yeah there instead. I, I want a new formula. I want ju- a Jungle Cruise formula, and this gave it. So kudos to the Walt Disney promo department person who came up with this. So, but speaking of rides and trade and and content out there, we got a our first look at the new Haunted Mansion movie. What that's are your thoughts? Out. What it are your was, thoughts? exactly what the it's exactly what it needed to be like all of the all of the beats all of the the humor mixed with real scares and jumps uh they have a lot of the characters and elements from the ride itself are in there which is a way far cry from what the eddie murphy haunted mansion one was which you can go listen to our our complete review from a few episodes ago uh it was it was different because there's a ton of names in this movie. There's a ton of uh, name actors that you've heard of. Uh, so I didn't know how they were going to ba- balance all of them. And it seems like they're doing a good job, but um, it's definitely right. It's it's spanning both the jumps and scares, real jumps and scares, and some of the lightheartedness of just Disney whimsy. But I don't know if I'm going to use whimsy again. more... Same or less excited to see this movie. I was not disappointed. 
And that that's a far cry. Like a lot of times you get a trailer for something you've been waiting for. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, I don't know. It causes me to pause. This is like, I didn't know totally what to expect. So I can't say that it like jumped me out. Like I was going to go see this movie no matter what. And it yeah. would probably uh, unretire my wife from going to the theaters because she doesn't like going to theaters anymore. She will probably go to the theater for this one. Um, so I think in that it did it did its job and it gave me the, the, the just enough of what I needed. But I've been talking for a while. Eddie, what was your thoughts? Were you encouraged or dismayed or you seem to be holding back a little bit? I was dismayed. <gasps> opposite oh, of your reaction. Tell me. I I got Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion vibes. Like it just felt too many like weird cheesy jokes, like forced humor. Well, the it ending made me one, really yeah, nervous. Wasn't. The Owen Wilson was a little much. I don't know. I, didn't I get... want. I want to. I want to. Yeah, I, this is just so weird. I don't know what I really want from a Haunted Mansion movie. <laughs> and and it is a hard spooky. line to strike. It needs to be spooky and actually scary. Um, but the humor, I just don't want forced humor. Like, don't. Tell me you're being funny. Just be funny. Does that make sense? Does that make sense okay. at all? And that and that that's what I'm really nervous this is going to be. Um, and there was just these. I left the the trailer going. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember seeing anything of um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota. So did, so did I miss that. So she wasn't as the character, like the. The orb, you don't see that, but she is in there. She kind of, the the doors of the mansion fling open and she's got a giant headdress that she's wearing. I saw it when I rewatched it just okay. a few minutes moments before we got again. on it. But yeah, she's present. It's just, she's not Madame Leota, the 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 glass orb. Yeah. Loading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was just kind of my take on it was like, hmm, I don't know. We'll see. And I'll be honest, that was the same reaction that I had with the Peter Pan and Wendy trailer that also dropped this past week. There was a little bit of like, eh, I, I, there's, I don't see anything in this trailer where I'm going, I, I didn't ask for this. Like, I, I didn't want this. We've, and what's sad is Peter Pan, great story. I just feel like it has been so overdone. There's so many, like we've had two in the past, what, 15 years, uh, renditions of it, not including Finding Neverland, which is an incredible story. Like, that's great. Um, That was a little bit further back. And then you've got Hook and you've got the original, you know, Peter Pan and all, you know, just like, did, did we really need this? Did we need another Peter Pan? You hit the nail on the head. The problem with this is nobody asked for another Peter Pan and Peter Pan film that looks like exactly what we've come to acknowledge. Like at least Hook was way different in a different story. And of course you get the incredible acting of Robin Williams in it. But it was a different whole Dustin take. Hoffman? Yeah, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman as Hook. You get Glenn Close for a hot second as one of the pirates for one scene. Yes, But yes. overall, like, it did something different to the story. And it's like you're right. kind of coming back and you got Rufio and all the Lost Boys. This is the story that nobody wanted. But I guess Disney just decided, oh, if we're going to redo all the classics, we have to redo Peter Pan as well. Even though there's been plenty 
there's been plenty of other remakes that we don't we don't we shouldn't need this we didn't ask for this film and so i was not to say that i was disappointed like like you were with haunted mansion would be to say that i actually cared to watch the peter pan movie which i didn't so that's why i wasn't disappointed Uh, because i didn't want it in the first place did you pick up at all on jude law's hook just seems kind of creepy i didn't care I truly didn't care about this one. Yeah, I, I that was the big takeaway that I took from it. Like, I actually now like don't like. I want to avoid this as if I needed any reason to avoid the live action remakes. Um, but yeah, you just played a very like like greasy, creepy hook. But you're like, I'm sorry, hook is supposed to be like Shakespearean level villainry here, like. You you need an over the top. You need a flamboyancy, and he just has this like greasy, lurky, creepy feel to him. And I'm just like, I'm just every creative decision you are making now is sending me the other other direction. The other direction, Eddie. I've got a great idea for once we finish up 2005. No, no, no. I'm going to cut you off right there. We are not doing that. You don't we want to go back not, through all the, no. and rank all the all the remakes? No, because then I have to sit down and watch them all. And, and we could, I, we could so go many the opposite. Of them ha- we could go the opposite. Uh, the worst. Uh, We're looking. We got to rank it as the worst. Uh, it's a reverse gummy worm scale. So it's a applesauce scale for you. <laughs> that is a, okay. Just because you said that, just because you made it an applesauce scale, that kind of makes me want to do it. For those that don't know Eddie, he would revolt at the sight of anybody eating would? applesauce. Would still do. Still do. Still revolted <laughs> when anybody would bring <laughs> applesauce to school and he would like have to go to another table. Uh, my own children, like I'm opening the applesauce and I'm like, Ugh, "Why are Ugh. you doing it?" Why do you? Because I have to. I have to sustain their lives. I'm legally obligated to do this. And that's all and they like, eat. Yep. That's why I love the applesauce pouches. Because you can't see it. Because you can't see it. It's just like twist hand, and I don't have to deal with any of this, right? Ugh, applesauce <laughs> is the worst. Um, I'll pray about it. I'll pray about doing that. I don't know. Well, pivoting away from applesauce as fast as possible. So. One of the big storylines since Iger has taken over is how long is he going to be around and who's going to take over? And Eddie, we got our first round of potential people that people have kind of thrown out some people who named half of the people in Hollywood in this article. (laughs) Go for it. Go for it. Give it. Give us your take on it. There's only one person that I yeah. Somewhat new and cared about. So I'll I'll let you go for everybody. I'll hold that for you because that that was the shocker. But I think this is just this is what we're gonna have for the next year and a half is just speculation. Well, is it this person? Is it that person? Well, they could do this and they could do that. And they don't know, nobody knows. We'll we'll know when we know. But I don't know. I just kind of read it. And at first, like the headline is whoa him really and then you and dig down and NBA's, you deeper nba's david silver who currently runs the nba that he was the name at the top of the list which is right. caught my eye of like oh my worlds are colliding right now uh because i i didn't realize this but david silver only has a couple more years on um leading the nba i'm not sure the terms or why he only has that much time it seemed like david stern was there for forever until he was near just the end of his life 
but seeing the David Silver, it also kind of makes sense because he has been the consummate politician for the NBA. He has gar- he has gathered them and kind of guided them through so many different owner issues, multiple owners that said horrible things that they then had to be or did horrible things and they had to be ousted or selling teams. They had the whole pandemic issue. And it's not that he's done everything perfect, but overall, people appreciate the way that he's handled the NBA. So thinking of him going then to Disney, which because he's part of the NBA negotiating those contracts with ESPN, like he would have that connection to Disney. He'd also be very interested in seeing if they would hold on to ESPN even longer with that or if they would then jettison ESPN faster. I don't know. Well, and uh, he and Iger have been close friends, and they have done several key deals together. You had in Disney World at Disney Springs the the huge failure that was the NBA experience. I think it was open for like all of a month and a half, and they couldn't get anybody to go into it. Um, so that was it, and it was huge. It was a lot of money. It was a big deal. You can look it all up. Um, And then also you think during COVID, they created the NBA bubble at Disney World. Um, You know, that's huge negotiating and contracts and everything to pull something like that off. So there has to be some deeper relationship working understanding there. So it wasn't like it was shocking to see his name on the list. It was like, well, okay, that. But it was like, well, of if you're going to pull from that type of an arena, that makes the most sense. Like you're yep. not going to go pull. Was it Goodall from the NFL? Yeah, no, he Goodell does not have the cachet that the owner of like, it works for him in the NFL. Cause he is the whipping boy for all the owners and everybody's hatred. And he revels off that. But then again, the NFL is a very, violent sport where you kind of yeah it's just a different energy and different tone the nba is just different completely and it's more built off of personalities and people liking the people that run the thing so him jumping over to disney that makes a lot more sense than like a goodell goodell would never set even come within five feet of a disneyland let it let alone run the thing that would be ridiculous right right um, we had other a big movement uh, this past week in Disney Plus. We finally got season three of The Mandalorian. It snuck up on me. I was not. I, I had a lot of things happening in our life, and I just was not. Then you aware. obviously didn't touch Disney Plus for the week before. I know because they like redid like the whole user interface to like shove anything like Mandalorian at you, like the stuff they were recommending, like because of Mandalorian, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but so Eddie, we what saw was, the first episode. Yeah. So Eddie, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wax about the episode. I just really want to know what was your favorite baby Yoda moment that stuck with you? Cause obviously he's a big part of the first episode. I, the, uh, in the office, in the swivel chair. (laughs) When he's just swiveling around in the chair. It's like, they now know what we want. Oh, they've got it dialed. They've got it dialed in. And they're, and that, as soon as they, I saw him sitting in this chair, I'm just like, thank you. 
Thank you, Filoni and Favreau. You know what we want, and you just give it to us. His grand entrance was really good. Like yeah. him popping up in the in the spaceship after the it bubble. after it comes through, which I thought the whole thing was a flashback, and then all of a sudden they're like, "No, that's modern." Yeah, modern me times. Too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, but really, there's nothing topping when he goes into with the droid people and Babu freaks people. Like, I don't know what they're called, but like that group of people, and then yeah. he's just hugging. it's just delectable it's chef's kiss it's and then he then they like and then they call him bad baby bad baby like it's great i'm not spoiling anything by saying y'all need to just go check it out because it's adorable it's fantastic it's a great it's a great way to start the the next season um and of course it's typical mandalorian and slow burn kind of going going up from here. But still, like, you left the episode going, okay, here's the quest for this season. Like, every season needs the quest. They set it up. They established it. We already get a feel for what the barriers are going to be. Um, who are the, the characters coming back in? Like, okay, let's do this. And speaking of doing this, that is what we're about to do with the next movie on our list that we're going to be talking about here. Eddie, you look shocked right now. It was just such a smooth transition. I love Ooh, it. Ooh, you were surprised at how smooth that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're here. We're still going through 2000. We've just begun 2004 with our last week's episode. So we are making it through. They've got like 15 to 17 more episodes left to go on this journey uh, through the movies from 1988 to through 2005, aka our childhood. And today's movie is a big one and it is miracle cue the disney sound effect the mdb description for miracle is this the true story of herb brooks the player turned coach who led the 1980 u.s olympic hockey team to victory over the seemingly invincible Soviet squad. There we go. I feel like that's a an accurate, well done. It's an accurate portrayal. The seemingly invincible kind of moves it up a little bit, which was good, but overall it's just to the point. All the things, although there's a lot of hyphens and it kind of made me stumble a little bit. But anyways. Eddie, I have a confession to make. I I really enjoy sports all the sports movies, all the, all the big ones. And I had never seen this film until this weekend. You're kidding me. I have just, you know, sometimes how we get, how I get where it's like, if everybody loves it, then I'm going to be like, eh, I'm going to kind of stay away from it or whatever. Like I did that with this film. I don't know what it was, but I just never watched it. This, this is, I'll tell you, as soon as we finished this movie, I called my mother. <laughs> what? I faced I FaceTime my mother. Credits are running and I'm FaceTiming with my mom. Um because she loves this movie. Um and yeah, well, you know, I grew up watching it. I mean, it's kind of hard saying that now because we uh we're in our final years of high school with this. Yep. But um yeah, so I want to say mom and I went and saw it in theaters. Can only imagine how great this would have been in theaters. Yeah. Uh, let me let me begin with this. I would say 
one of the key ingredients to a really good sports movie is you need a good coach's speech. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. You just got to have a good coach's speech. This movie has got like five good coach speeches. It's got a lot. So let me say this. It's got a lot of great one-liners. Sure. Throughout. Oh, and the fact that they play off it at the Christmas party where he doesn't have a speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is very, it's a, it's a, and it's a nice little change of pace because you're expecting a good like route, like get all the guys together and say something and he doesn't. And then he saves it for his bigger speech later on. But no, you're right. You're right. Like, I guess, yeah, I would call them speeches. There's a, there's a lot of, there's, I took down a ton of one liners, but you're right. Some of them just combine together into some really good speeches. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. Oh. And it goes on. That, that's what you've earned here tonight. Like, oh, one game. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine, but not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. We shut them down because we can. Like I could just do the whole thing because it is such a fantastic speech. And that's just what I'm admitting. I was not ready for this had a different tone. Like it didn't have a ton of cinematic moments, like visually, like like perfect, beautiful sunset coming over the horizon as people are doing a Rocky montage or whatever. This it was frenetic. The shooting style of this was more documentary style. Um, the hockey movement, the, the way that they filmed. You feel like you're in with them. Yeah. And it's like hard to keep keep attention of what's going on, especially the, we'll get to that later, but the last seven minutes of of, of regulation on, on that last game, of course, was like, I, oh, they're doing this. Oh, this is what we're doing now. Um, but it was so, it, they took a different spin on it. I didn't feel like I was watching Remember the Titans or any of the other big classic um, sports movies, they did that. They shot it differently. They made the 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 tone of it a little bit a little bit different. Um, I was so surprised. I, I mean, I wasn't surprised because lots of people who I respect have said this is one of the best sports movies of all time. I just avoided watching it. Maybe it's because I didn't want to go with everybody else on it. Uh, I love the casting in this. I appreciate that you get. Some um, big names, you know, right off the top. You've got Kurt Russell, perfect casting there. Uh, But also Patricia Clarkson. I think she does a great counterbalance to him as his wife. Um, I think that's one of the unexpected things in this movie is you get these really humanizing, tender moments between he and his wife. Um, And I think one of my favorite moments in the whole film is at the very end after they've won and like he's going out to be like under the stance, kind of have his like little like fist pump in the air moment by yourself. He, the first thing he wants before that is to lock eyes with his wife, you know, and just that moment of them just like connecting and locking eyes from, you know, top and bottom of the stands. Uh, It's just a really cool moment. It's a really beautiful moment that um, is one of my favorites in the film. And I appreciate, you know, the acting and the dynamics there. But then even throughout the rest of the cast, uh, you know, they get a lot of people that you don't know. 
you know, I'm I'm assuming you they prioritized player, you know, the ability to skate and you know play some hockey over star power, um, which you got to know they were tempted to do. All of these, the boys on this team, all of them are no names. The only person that you've ever seen really before and since, for that matter, because a lot of times you'll see them cast somebody and then like Natalie Portman and all of a sudden, oh, no, she's no, she's not a great one because she had a previous yeah. career. But um, you'll go watch these films before and like, oh, that person was in it before they were something. I just watched like the episode I texted you about before I came here. The West yes. Wing, uh, 20, uh, 20 hours in, in America. Uh, that the one of the key central persons of that is now a big name actress in it. Um, and I'm her name is ah, it's killing me that her name is from Enchanted. Yeah, Amy Adams. Amy Adams uh, is in that. It makes it, and then even the young guy who drives them around, he ends up being in Sorkin's uh newsroom. Yes. So and having a big name. The only person of that we digress. Enti- yes, the only person of that entire team that anybody has seen before or has seen since is Eddie Cahill, uh, who plays the goalkeeper, Jim Craig. He was tag in, he was a recurring character in friends that um, Rachel dated. He is the only person and you would barely recognize him because he's filled out quite a bit, like a lot bigger, beefier dude in this than he was ever on the show. Uh, That it had to have been a very specific choice and it definitely lent it to more of the self of like, Oh, you're not getting the cool guy that you've seen in other movies like come in and save the day. You don't know any of these guys and you actually don't know any of these guys. You don't know their stories or their histories um, or what they've what else they've done. And they are they're this ragtag group of guys um, pulled together. Um, I think I think it only aided the story that that's the way that they approach that and just left all the star power, quote unquote, to Kurt Russell, especially who gives. A fantastic performance. Like, I mean, he's been, I mean, he's been in a lot. Like, he's been working for a really long time. Um, I mean, I mean, this is arguably one of his best roles. Like, it is it's and it's, fantastic. And it's a different performance for him because the first thing that came to my mind thinking of a, his recent performances is like in the Guardians movie, in the second Guardians sure. film. And he's kind of a flamboyant, doesn't really care about anybody else, self-absorbed. And just kind of gushes and just like over the top. It was so interesting to see him in this movie where he's very direct and very short and to the point and doesn't have time for emotions and people. He just, this he's on a mission, a singular focus mission that nobody else can match him right. on. No, it it is, um, you feel like you are going through this journey with the characters. Right. And I think that's what makes a really good sports movie. I mean, even as somebody who's not a huge sports fan, as I am not, um, I have my moments, but this, I was, you know, I would always joke, you know, like I would watch more sports if it was, you know, all sports movies, all sports was like the sports movie, you know, the good sports <laughs> movies. Um, yeah. But like movies like this, yeah, it, it takes a unique circumstance and it helps, um, I don't know, describe, uh, tell the, the human experience of, of struggle and personal and betterment and, you know, working together. Like there, there are so many 
moments on in this movie that like for me are tearjerkers like and it's not really trying to be it's not like uh, a deeply sad or or emotional in that sense like but like there's like this weird like pride thing that like wells up in me that like you got to kind of choke back the tears so much and I, i gotta say like one of my favorite moments in this movie every time and every time it happens I get like this, you know, like I got to hold back the tears. Um, well, you wouldn't know because you you don't dry cry at a drop of a hat like myself. But <laughs> um, when after the Norway game and he oh, has them God. do the 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 drill you over, know, and uh, over, over and over and over and over again. and over, and Russo gets up and says you know his name Mike Arizoni, and i play Mike for the Arizona. united states of america every and, well and then he asks who do you play for the united states of america. every time he says the united states of america i choke up it that i i was on pins and i was just like they're gonna send him again and that other coach that who played by, craig patrick played by noah emmerich who did a phenomenal he's just the bad guy in so, films the fact that he plays this type of like caring secondary coach, like the good cop to the, his bad cop, when mm-hmm. he just like he's just like seriously, and I every time I didn't know if he was going to whistle it or not. I'm just like I don't know if he's gonna, and then he does it, and then they go, and then the lights come off, and then he goes again, and then he's like, "Coach, we can't," and he's like, "Run it again, come on, blow the whistle," and then he's just about to, and then you get the, "My name is Mike." Who do you play for? I play for the United. And I'm just like, ah, this is so good. <laughs> and you're like, that's what he was looking for. That's, that is the moment. And then the whole movie turns mm-hmm. at that moment, right? Just turns and you feel it. And the way that the actors portray every beat of this uh, from that moment on particularly is just, oh, it's, Yeah. Goosebumps on goosebumps and choking up and all of it. I love that they used Al Michaels throughout this film. Yeah. He he actually had the call for the Soviet game in at that time. And they show him for a kind of a uh, without one. Well, he's shot. the one who coined the miracle on ice, um, you know, and so like your whole title, everything you, you kind of had to like yeah. that. And it, what's fun is. Part of the reason why um, this was such a favorite film of our families is because, like, my parents can vividly recall watching this game live. Um, And so I think that, for us, was always fun. Because, like, for my parents, this was a vivid memory for them and their uh, young adulthood and just kind of drawing back on that. Um, which I, 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 maybe that is a good moment to interject this. This is one of those rare movies where I, the, the title sequence and the opening montage gives you this, I mean, it's a history lesson, right? Like it's yep. a two minute history montage. And I think when it first gets started, you may be thinking of like, why are we why are we doing this like we go all the way back to the viet the beginning of the vietnam war forward um but it does such an excellent job of setting the emotional tone and mood of the country yep. at that moment 
and why this is arguably the greatest moment in sports history. It's at least in the top 20, like, uh, you know, published list. Maybe, you know, I think it's, I think they do rank it as the number one. Um, because the, the tone of the country, the mood and everything, and that opening montage does such a good job of articulating that. And then throughout the film, they have just these few little moments here and there that they weave it in and keep you as the audience member clued in and tuned in to what's going on in the movie, whether they're sitting, you know, in the gas lines, yep. having a conversation or he's listening to a replay, quote unquote, of Carter's famous like doom and gloom speech that uh, President Carter's uh, doom and gloom speech. Um, You know, they just have so many of those things um, with the newsreels in the background or, you know, the telegrams on the wall, you know, get them, you know, commies, you know, different things like that. It wasn't too heavy handed, but it was still strong. Like you definitely you feel what the country was feeling at that moment. Does that make sense? Do you, did you get that sense? I got that. I got that sense as well. And I definitely felt, oh, wow, they're spending a lot of setup here just on the history lesson. But it was really good because then one of the greatest payoffs in this, other than obviously them winning, spoiler alert, they mm-hmm. win, uh, the telegram wall yeah. near the end when when he says, I got a telegram from someone saying, beat them commies or whatever. And then, like, a couple minutes later, then, as they're coming out through the tunnel, you just see them coming past the wall of telegrams, yeah, telling them, like, pushing them on to win. And I don't, I should have looked it up to see how, if that was actually true or not, but it felt like a true-to-life thing that would have actually happened um, in that moment that I thought was just really good. But I got I got I got a deep dive into this, the ending of this film, because no other... No other sports movie has ended the the winning game or the winning match or the winning contest the way that they did here, where they take a lead. And I know because it's based off of a true story, but they take a lead with like seven minutes left in the game, something like that. And it's just they don't pause. They don't they don't go to commercial break. They don't all of a sudden have a big roaring speech. They run that thing from seven, like seven, I think it's around seven minutes to the end of the game. And they make you feel it. It's nonstop. It feels like a frenetic, like in a basketball game where the other team is shooting a goal and they brick it off and the team, and they get their offensive rebound and then they throw it to the next guy and then that guy throws it and that guy misses and then the next guy throws it and there's no there's no there's no fouls there's no ejections there's no people stalling for time it's not like in soccer where they would fake an injury <laughs> it's just second after second after second just like counting down and at some point i was waiting for like they're going to tie it or they're going to do something to stop the clock or they're going to eject somebody or whatever and there was just none of that it was just frenetic that last seven minutes of that game but it built to where you were like oh this is it they're never they are they have supplanted the soviets and they are now in full control and it was just like a helpless feeling for the for the soviets but just like emboldening for the usa team and i think that's what made this movie so special one of the things because they had a different twist ending 
yeah. than you're used to in the normal thing. And sometimes that doesn't work where you try something different. You're like, well, that was a gimmick. Obviously, this is based off of the true story, but that ending was, it was chef's kiss. It was amazing. Well, and, and you know the ending. You know that they're going to win. Like, this is a well-known, yep. established sports fact. So to play the ending like they do in the movie and build that tension like that, helps build build on that motion even more like you you feel it you know it's coming but the way that they kind of extend that suspension out mm-hmm. is so well done and i gotta give I, I mean i don't know if you know this or if you want to look it up like the editor on this movie whoever edited this thing should have gotten an oscar nomination because yeah john gilroy what else did this guy do um is it is it Tony Gilroy's father no, uh related to Tony Gilroy? Just the last his brother. Name. He's um his brother is Tony Gilroy. Ooh, his that's twin why. brother is Dan Gilroy. Huh. Wow. Yeah, the Gilroy family are just legends, all of them. John yeah. Gilroy. Yeah. So yep. Oh yeah. He's a he's a great editor. He's Michael Clayton. He, he did Rogue One, Nightcrawler, uh, Pacific Rim. Like he, yeah, he's a yeah. Andor. Yeah. He did. And, he's done Andor. Look at this. And his and his brother is the showrunner for Andor. So there you go. Yeah, I knew I knew this. Okay, but do you know what I mean? Like, I, we, well, we were talking about that earlier. Just kind of the kinetic feeling of the way that this was even shot. Some of the transitions, think- like when they before the first olympic game he's like yeah. looking around and it swings and swings and then it whips you almost literally whips you into the first the first game but that camera style doesn't work unless it's edited correctly because if you don't edit that correctly we could all be sick and have a headache and it we're just thrown out of the story i mean the way that this whole film is paced out just visual beat for beat is is breathtaking it's amazing it's so it's so good um i almost shared this as my story at the top um but i made the decision to watch this with lewis because i was like i think he would get into this like i think he would really enjoy this um and there was definitely you know early on some moments where he loses interest we you know we do some other things but he was it's funny. He is so programmed. He wants to know the second we start a movie who's that he doesn't guy? know who's the bad guy. Who's the bad guy? Um, so, of course, you know, it's the Soviets. And um, we ended up watching this movie. You're going to love this. This is classic Eddie with a map open on the couch. Because <laughs> he is so my son. Every opponent, well, where are they? He, where where are they? they? Where the, well, is this one from? You know, so we have, you know, a little kid's map and we're watching the whole thing. And he, at the last game, gets so into this. He's cheering for this like it is happening in real time. And he keeps looking at me. He's like, Daddy, are they going to win? Daddy, are they going to win? Daddy. And I'm like, you got to watch. You got to watch. You got to watch. And then when the crowd starts going, USA. Lewis is cheering alongside of the That's crowd. Amazing. And the whole last bit of this movie, he is running around the living room cheering USA, USA. 
it was it was cute and adorable and beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was just it was wonderful. It'll be a memory. My son was also present in the room while this movie was going on, and he would definitely look up from what he was doing at times, and he would get engrossed in it to watch the hockey game, and then he'd yeah. go back to it, and then he'd come back, and 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 when it got really intense, and then he'd go back to doing whatever he was doing. Um, yeah, this was this was great. Uh, I want to go through some of the one-liners that please do. Uh, we haven't already mentioned in here, but um. I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. Mm. That was money. Uh, take a good look, gentlemen. Those ones, those are the ones getting off easy. That's when you know, like, oh, this is going to be a grind for this these kids. They're going to hate him. Uh, when the two guys are fighting and he just like lets them fight it out until they're done. He's like, they look like hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they look like hockey to you. Look like a couple of monkeys trying to hump a football. <laughs> My, and you know what my favorite moment in that is he he looks over to the other coach he's like um what do you think coach like in that and that what you see too you know and the his reaction is the way that the actor plays that is so brilliant of just like um i i, I don't know what to say I don't know like what to yeah say. It's just that facial reaction i loved it the legs feed the wolf gentlemen the legs feed the wolf when he's when they're having to do all the sprints back be, pre- be prepared to grow through pain. That one mm. feels like a good, like, put that up on my wall. Uh, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. I was like, these are, these are so good. Win, lose, or tie, you're gonna play like champions. Again, right in the lead up to uh, doing have, having the sprints. Uh, we hit a moose. That was also a little fun one in there. I wish they would have shown and something about it. No, honey, the moose is fine. You know how he has to keep coming back to yes. it. We've all had those conversations. Uh, when the goalkeeper was, when he's like, I'm probably going to sit you. And he's like, that's my net. And he's like, they scored 10 goals on you. It's everybody's, everybody's net. Everybody's goal. <laughs> it's everybody's net. Um, you already said it, but tonight we're the greatest hockey team in the world. Oh. Um I just want to throw out there, I know this isn't a quote, but I'll, I'll finish my quote and so then I'll say this at the end. Uh, uh, it, uh, the end the, 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 the end where it's after they've won and it's the pro law or the post, I forget what they, the end credit, not credits quite yet, but um, they kind of summarize in the movie and he said, now that we have dream teams, we seldom get to dream. That's just like, oh, that's oh. so good. Um. Uh, the ending credit when he says that this movie is dedicated to Herb Brooks, who died, the real Herb Brooks, died suddenly after principal photography. Like, so yeah. he got to see it made. He didn't get to see the final film. He didn't get to see the actual way it came out. Um, and one last thing I didn't hit earlier on is the whole subplot for a, for a couple scenes with Timmy, the outside, the outsider that he brings in. Yes. simply to galvanize the team. I was like, oh, this could have gone bad so many different ways, but it obviously, it's a movie, so of course it worked out, and it's just a movie at that, but I just wanted to call out those. Like, those are some of the best um, films, and even just when the, that moment where Craig is laying on the ground, he got knocked out, and where I'm just like, get up, Craig, get up! I was almost you saying, it. you can do it, and then he finally stands up, so those are my moments. Any, do you have other moments that we didn't get a touch on here? 
I do, because I have to give credit to these. Again, this is uh, a good coaching moment. I've we've mentioned the like the moment after the Norway game, his big speech right before the big Soviet. But I think he's got some other really great moments. I I love his two moments with Jim Craig of like not taking the test and that whole kind of like psychological game that then comes back and mirrors later on when he is talking about benching him. That whole back and forth kind of psychological game. So well done and just like beautiful moments. Um, I want you to be the keeper that didn't take the test. Yes. And then he just walks away, walks away, you know, just like, yeah, out of you. Um, The other was, I love the moment where he's outside the bus with the players who are complaining about the guy who comes in at the last minute. And, um, and he just keeps pushing them. But why, but why, you know, he's like, what is the real reason? What's the real reason? And then the one guy is just like, because we're family, you know? And it like the way it first comes out is a little, little cheesy. It's dorky, but it's also felt real. Yes. It's like someone saying something that they didn't realize was profound. And it clicks. And you just see this look in his eye of like, there we go. Like if the, you know, and what team do you play for? The United States of America. That, you know, that's one click. This is the second click that, okay, we're locked and loaded. Here we go. Um, But I have to say probably my second favorite Herb moment is, uh, and I can't remember which player it was, but gets injured and like he clarifies with the the doctor, like he can't get hurt any further, right? Yeah, but he's going to be in a lot of pain or whatever. And he plays that mental game on him of like, I don't got any room for quitters or like, who did I say? And he just gets them. He riles them up and just plays them like a borrowed violin and then just walks away and turns to the other coach of like, did I get them riled up for you? You know, just like, yes, it's such a great moment. I love it. So it's no wonder what our ranking is going to be on this film. I'm going full five gummy worms for this thing. How about you? Um, I was... I, I, it's it's bad because you can't help but compare this to Remember the Titans. It just kind of is inevitable there. Um, and so there was a little part of me, I'm like, I think it's right on par with it. I think it's right there, except Remember the Titans has just some of the best soundtrack, right? Like the needle drops <laughs> in, in Remember the Titans. And so I'm sitting there going, this this movie's missing it. Like the seventies has great needle. They didn't drop really, it was all score. This whole film was basically score. But then they drop dream on by Aerosmith at the very yeah. end. Yeah. And I'm like, boom, five, five gummy worms out easily. Boom. You, you, you saved it. You made me want it. Right. And then you delivered it. I think for this movie at the perfect moment, you held it to the credits and it just gives you that, like, that therapy. It's cathartic at the end to just dream on, dream on. Like, that's what I needed at that moment. Hold it. Don't be like Remember the Titans. Be your own sports movie. But save the, a, a good needle drop boom right at, at the moment I needed it. And that that's where I was just like, I, I, I'm five, but am I five gummy worms? Am I? Am I? 
drop Dream On. I'm like, oh, yes, I forgot about this. Yes, it's five gummy worms, no questions asked. I was so scared, Eddie, that you were going <laughs> to give it a lower ranking and be like, where I is had, this I, coming I had a, from? I had to drag that one out there for a little too much. Like, we got to. We got to build some suspense on our Ooh. podcast. But I'm glad you came to your senses. I'm glad you. But would you agree? Like, this is one of the best sports movies ever made. It's one of the best movies we reviewed on this podcast. Wow. It's one of the best films. I'm shocked that this was your first time ever seeing this. I just held off as long as I could, Eddie, until it became mandatory homework that I had to do. And aren't you glad? I'm so glad I did. This is so good. I could watch it right now. It, you maybe you should. Um, I this is a movie I have found myself grabbing clips and moments of, like via YouTube. Like post our last episode, I think it was our last episode. I brought up Moneyball, and I went and I watched like a couple of clips from Moneyball, and now my YouTube feed is just serving me up all the Moneyball clips. <laughs> Uh, also, and you're that will, to go back and rewatch. Well, yeah, that's a great one. Um, but this this movie is um, it's got its great little moments like that as well. So there you go, guys. And with that, your life has forever been changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five star review or better yet, share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list. We're getting to the end of it. It's coming down to the bottom if you want to see what else is coming up as we go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week as we review Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Same energy as this movie. Thank you for listening. And remember, tonight we are the greatest hockey team in the world. USA! USA! But I I don't play hockey.